Good afternoon for Jim Smalley. I'm Drew Posty. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Ministry of Agriculture has released its weekly crop report, and after a day of NAFTA renegotiations, some stark differences are already present between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. And for McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division, choose the alternative, McDougal Auctioneers, for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougalauction.com. Harvest is progressing well across Saskatchewan, with this summer's extreme dry conditions pushing progress well ahead of the five-year average. Shannon Friesen is a cropping management specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture. Uh, so provincially, 7% of the crop is now combined and 7% has been swathed or is ready to straight cut. Uh, that is well ahead of the five-year average of only 4% combined. Of course, the bulk of that is coming from the south part of the province, uh, where the southwest region now has 17% of the crop combined, the southeast region has 11%, west central has 3%, and the east central region has 1%. Many producers in the north are just nicely getting into the field and hope to be harvesting in the, nec- in the next couple of weeks. Friesen says dry conditions forced many producers in the southern portion of the province to begin harvest much earlier than they wanted to. That's right. Uh, Crops have rapidly advanced and dried down much quicker than normal. Uh, So many producers have been out combining even since the end of July. Uh, So they've been in the field for a good two to three weeks already. And many have actually indicated that if this dry weather holds, uh, that they may even be done harvest within the next couple of weeks. Friesen adds a wide range of hazards caused crop damage this past week. Uh, Crop damage was quite variable across the province. Uh, Of course, we did get some rain as well, and that did bring some hail damage to some areas. We did see some localized flooding, in particular in the northwest part of the province, uh, who has really gotten several inches of rain over the last couple of weeks. Uh, So things are quite wet up in that area. Of course, the lack of moisture has still been causing us issues, and we have heard many reports of diamondback moths and canola uh, still actively being out there. Uh, So producers do continue to scout and spray as necessary. She adds the canola areas seem to be where the worst diamondback moth outbreaks have been seen. Uh, We have heard that there's uh, more pockets in the province, uh, certainly in our canola areas. Um, We have heard reports of high outbreaks around Rosetown, Elrose area, even around Moose Jaw, and even around Yorkton as well. Shannon Friesen is a cropping management specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture. A forest fire has forced the evacuation of a small isolated community in northern Saskatchewan. Steve Roberts of Saskatchewan Environment says the fire was within three kilometers of Canusau near the Manitoba border because the blaze started in Manitoba. Roberts says crews from that province are fighting it. The population of the community is about 60 people. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. NAFTA negotiations are underway in Washington with stark differences already emerging between the position of the United States and those of Canada and Mexico. Canada's Foreign Affairs Minister Krista Freeland opened the first round by emphasizing how Canada, the United States and Mexico work together to resolve big problems. During his opening remarks, U.S. trade negotiator Robert Leitzer said he shares Donald Trump's views on trade and that the U.S. wants substantial changes to the North American free trade deal. Originally, they said the agreement just needed tweaking done. 
Or former agriculture minister Jerry Ritz is now the federal opposition trade critic. Well, it's gone from tear it up and throw it away to tinkering to now none of this has been in the best interest of the U.S. A lot harder line in the opening statements from the three um, foreign affairs ministers, I'll call them. Everybody has a different title, of course, in each country. But having said that, uh, you know, everybody should remain optimistic that uh, there can be movement. I understand that the agenda calls for some of the toughest topics right off the top, which is not a bad uh, schedule to have. It, it lets you feel out the other teams, but uh, I'm not. I'm not sure that Canada is prepared for anything but tweaking. We asked Ritz what he believes the most contentious issue will be to reaching agreement on a new NAFTA. Well, these are always very complex, especially when you've got three different countries, and then of course states and provinces and so on involved as well. Everybody's got their wish list. Everybody's got their red lines. Uh, I guess first and foremost is Chapter 19, which is the safeguard, the safety valve when businesses do get in trouble and governments start to intervene. This takes it out of the local courts and puts it to a tribunal or whatever medium they decide to use uh, to, to make these decisions. Canada has fared well under those situations uh, over the course of NAFTA. Of course, the fallback, if you can't make it work under NAFTA, then you all, we're all WTO members, and that's the panel. Like, we use WTO to settle the cool dispute, not NAFTA, because it allowed other countries to sign on should they wanted to, which, of course, Mexico did. Um, having said that, at the end of the day, there, there's a lot of issues to be discussed, a lot of different uh, uh, desires to see this go forward. Uh, the Americans are still of the viewpoint that somehow this has cost Americans jobs, which, uh, I mean, their numbers are, are different than any numbers that I've seen. But at the end of the day, that's what they're working from. Senior U.S. trade officials say they want a new dispute settlement mechanism that respects the sovereignty of the countries involved. The Americans also take issue with Canada's supply management system for dairy. Foreign Affairs Minister Freeland says Canada will stand firm on supply management. We asked Ritz if he thinks it could be a make-or-break issue in the talks. I guess everything that's on the table is make-or-break this early on in the game. Uh, even as we were negotiating the CETA agreements, the TPP agreements, everything was on the table, and then you negotiate from that point. Everyone knows what your red lines are, uh, what your pink lines are, and of course, which are amber, and uh, you know you move accordingly. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think there's anything that is a deal breaker. But at you know, you have to you have to take it all. Uh, with a grain of salt, you have to look at the overall results, not just issue by issue. Uh, that's what's going to make it very complex in moving forward, and especially with Canada talking about putting six new chapters in, you know, with uh, gender equality and, and environment and forcing the Americans to say climate change and, and things like that, uh, really add to the, the, the heavy lifting that Steve Rahul is going to have to do in the early days. Another sore spot is how U.S. wheat imports in Canada are treated. Currently, they are given the lowest grade possible. It's a bit of a tempest in a teapot. The Americans are not uh, really understanding the, the issue uh, as, as changed with the uh, changes to the Canadian Wheat Board. Any grain that is graded now is done on a spec basis, is done on a case-by-case basis. Any commodities that are grown, say, North Dakota and Saskatchewan, are graded the same as if they were grown in Saskatchewan. The difference comes into when it's a variety that we don't have available to us up here, and we don't want to taint our system. We're, we're talking, you know, a minor amount of product that comes north in any given year. This is, as I said, it's a bit of a tempest in a teapot. Having said that, it's one of those that's quite easy to fix. Uh, our, our grading is not done the same as it was under the old wheat board. It's now done more, as I said, by spec, uh, millability, and so on. And even an American grade or variety that isn't grown in Canada 
they can send a sample to the Canadian Grain Commission and have it graded accordingly. It can still move into our system if it's going to a miller or something like that. Under the old wheat board, everything that came north was feed. That's no longer the case. So that's a fairly easy one to rectify, and I don't think that'll be a stumbling block for very long. Ritz was also asked if he thinks NAFTA can be made better. Well, the first rule of any government and the negotiators is do no harm. Uh, that's the angst that a lot of businesses facing across Canada is what exactly is the end result going to look like and how long is it going to take to get there. Uh, we all want to see stability. We all want to see security as businesses decide globally where to make investments. I mean, there's such tremendous integration over the past two dozen years that NAFTA has been in play with companies that are based in all three countries and, and move product back and forth. Some of the concerns are not being able to move labor and equipment and so on quite as precisely as you can move the end results. So those are those are issues that will be discussed and certainly are doable. I know from a business standpoint, even agriculture, it's the red tape and the regulations. So this has to be, for all intents and purposes, at the end of the day, a bit of a living document so that adjustments can be made to it um, as things change over the next two dozen years. Jerry Ritz is the federal opposition trade critic. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornsson of Holly's Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornsson Holly's Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Prices rose or remained unchanged in early trading today. Durham is unchanged at 293.77. Feed barley unchanged at 148.29. Canola is up 520 to 466.34. Flax unchanged at 446.25. Oats are up 1177 to 165.52. Yellow peas unchanged at 288.54. Feed wheat also unchanged at 136.48. And number one red spring wheat is up $1.95 to 252.68. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-5358 or Weyburn at 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the market report for August 16th. For a regular sale, our D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.92 cents to $1.02 a pound. D3 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.90. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.40. Slaughter bulls from $1.16 to $1.26 a pound. This was our first pre-sorted yearling sale of the year. We had about 1,130 head for it. Steers over 900 pounds, averaged $1.69 and sold up to $1.85. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.87 and sold up to $201. 700 to 800 pounds averaged $1.99 and sold up to $214. Now moving over to your feeder heifers. Heifers over 900 pounds average $1.56 and sold up to $1.60. That'll, that'll that 800 to 900-pound heifers average $1.62 and sold up to $1.66. 700 to 800-pound average $1.68 and sold up to $1.76. That was the best laugh. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, August 17th. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 181 to 190 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 heads, selling in a range of 179 to 189 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 67 to 74 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened down this morning. 
On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up 34 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2699. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.12 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets came in lower than the previous day and all three monitored reporting regions were lower. Packers are having little trouble securing inputs as supplies remain ample. There is evidence slaughters ramping up and this week is on pace to exceed last year's weekly kill by over 3%. Lean hog futures experienced a turnaround yesterday and a sell-off that has been attributed to profit-taking as fund traders looking ahead exited long positions. This action was underscored by the recent data showing a return to expected slaughter levels and resulted in a more average cash future spread than last month. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Raymore Yorkton and Watchers New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. A mix of sun and cloud today with a 30% chance of showers this afternoon and the risk of a thunderstorm. Hazy conditions from forest fire smoke and a high of 27. Tonight, partly cloudy again, a 30% chance of showers early this evening with the risk of a thunderstorm. More hazy skies and a low of 10 degrees. Sunshine tomorrow with some smoky conditions, a high of 28 and a low of 13. Sunshine on Saturday, a high of 26, a low of 9. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, a high of 19 and a low of 9. Monday, sunshine and 25. The normal daytime high this time of year is 25. The normal overnight low, 9 degrees. Sunrise is at 550. Sunset is 8.15 p.m. Around the province, Estevan is 24, Prince Albert 20, 23 in Saskatoon, Swift Current 21, Weyburn 25, and Yorkton 22. Right now in Moose Jaw, smoky conditions in 23. Here in Regina, a little bit of haze, mostly cloudy skies, and 24. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Once again, for Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.